Super GG Radio is an NPR of Illinois Community Voices podcast and brought to you by our Patreon and the Giving for Good Network. The GG Network is a platform for content creators to elevate independent artists while leveraging Patreon for charity. If you subscribe to our Patreon, you can have a say in what we make, what indie games we cover, and help spread the word. Find us at patreon.com slash superggradio or givinggood.network to learn more. What's good, Internet? Welcome to session 142 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your host and Comic-Con junkie, Eric Getty Gettinger. That's right, if any of you schlebs need me this weekend, don't bother, because I'll be trying to creep on the voice of Solid Snake. With me is MG3 survivor Alex Arona. Getty, you know when you're walking through during the sorrow stage and see all the people you killed? Shot a lot of people in the junk. That's tough. It's, it's terrible. Why would you do that? Yeah, I mean, it, not all of it purposeful, but most of it was purposeful. You know, I, I I'll give you a little bit of credit. I know when you're crawling, the junk shot is probably the easiest one to make. So that, and also like the controls were a little weird on the Vita, so I'd always like kind of bending down and just like trying to knife somebody doesn't really work when you're kneeling. I mean, except for you just knife them in the junk. I'm so sorry. That's bad. So sorry. Like, real bad. <laughs> also with us is our very own old man snake, Joel DeWitt. You know what, Getty? That's fair. I've, uh, I've come to appreciate the small things in life, like fresh-cut grass or you know, the sound of your children screaming at six in the morning. Why are they screaming at six in the morning? Uh, because they're not at the donut shop yet. We Ooh. owe them... We owe them donuts and chocolate milk. Wait, don't you owe us donuts from the donut shop? I thought you were going to bring some when you came over for Extra Life. Yeah, those plans changed when I found out I should have talked to them a day ago. <laughs> Dang. That high demand for donuts, huh? Be- better planning needs to be happening. Yeah, maybe go. next year. Uh, last but certainly not least, Alec Parks. Alec, throw me a bone here. What... What Metal Gear game have you played, or do you know about them, maybe? I mean, I, I hear it's a game series <laughs> by, by this dude, uh, Hideo Kojima? That's a guy, Kojima. Right? That's, that's pretty close. It's Kojima. Uh, yeah, no, actually, I've played a bit of uh, the first one when it was released on the GameCube and uh, the, the intro to 2. Once you stopped playing as a uh, uh, snake, I was just like, eh, okay. Whoa! Yeah, so you basically whoa. you basically played the whole series then. Yeah. Okay. Spoilers yeah. for Metal Gear Solid Two. <laughs> I think that the spoiler. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's okay. It's not spoilers after it's ten years old, right? That's fair. Oh, that that was more than ten. I got news for you. <laughs> yeah, but after 10 years, you know, you can spoil whatever the hell you want. Okay, yeah, yeah. Unlike nowadays where everybody spoils something like five minutes after they see it. So try and stay off the internet. Either way, Snape. I think that smells like video game homework for Alec. Snape kills Dumbledore. I, yeah, yeah, I think that we're, we can do that. You know what, I liked Raiden. <laughs> I think he was fine as a character. Me too. Yeah, this train came derailed before we even started this week. <laughs> this is accurate. 
Okay, well, let me try and get us back on track. We can fight about Raiden later, but this week we're going to try our hand at some puzzle games and early adopters, uh, see if there's anything interesting in the news. I'm sure that Alex is going to be screaming out video game awards stuff at us during the, the podcast here. I'm currently watching a trailer uh, for the Justice uh, for Suicide Squad Kills Justice League. Nice. nice. And then we're going to try and clean out some of the 15 indies that Alex played in the backlog. But first, let's go over to Early Adopters where we play alphas, betas, and games. I picked because I wanted to play Angry Birds, and none of y'all wanted to play anything else, so enjoy it. You went with Angry Birds instead of uh, Boom Blocks? I don't know what a Boom Block is. Oh, man! We game. It's this tablet. It's this tablet game at least the way my tits play it where it's it's exactly like this you have like obstacles well hold on hold on hold on what game did we play it's, it, it is 3d what, angry birds what game well, did we play? Angry birds. i played dino breakout thank you so <laughs> i don't know what what everybody else played it sounds like they played boom blocks yeah steven spielberg Wii game come on man uh did I, you shoot things like an angry bird no you threw balls I mean, but All right, kind, so it's kind of Alex, since you're already like two thirds of the way there, can you describe a <laughs> Dino Breakout for us? Yeah, so uh, Dino Breakout, it's you've got dinosaurs sitting on top of um, bricks of different shapes and arrangements, and you have to throw fewer balls than you really need in order to knock the cages down and free all of the dinosaurs. Yeah, they're very cute dinosaurs, to be fair. Adorable. They are very cute. Yes. I thought they were alligators, but I, I guess that's mince, that's splitting hairs in some degree. It's called I Dino it, Breakout. Yeah, it's in the title, man. <laughs> Reading's hard. Uh, <laughs> I, it's true. Because you live in the as quad somebody cities. who's illiterate. So this is a, a a game jam build. The creator made it fairly quickly so they could submit it to this contest or or what have you. And uh, it is not a very long play, but the puzzles were creative enough for me that it had me scratching my head at certain points. Because as you go through, you have, you know, the idea that you throw this ping pong ball and try and get the dinosaurs out of the cages. But then they start to add these, like, poison blocks, and if those touch the ground then it is an automatic fail, and you have to restart the stage. Some of the setups were pretty good, too. One was literally like a Jenga tower, mm-hmm. and then you had to like knock the right pads off to make it tumble off. So it did do a good job of these, it's only six levels, but they did seem distinctly different from each other. Man, I got stuck on stage three. Stage. Well, that's the beauty of the thing. You can go back and do a stage select. Uh, <laughs> for me, it was six. I was stuck on it for the longest time. I I finished this. I the tricky part is that you you have to like kind of realize that you can knock not. It's not about just knocking blocks into uh, knocking them over. I found one that I had to knock a pillar and slide it underneath another pillar. Mm-hmm. So I would At hit six. it, slide it underneath, and then I knocked one of the dinos' cage into another cage and and got them both out in one shot. Nice. So it, yeah. it, it led to like some clever physics puzzles there. There were some suspended blocks that would not move no matter what, so you had to work around that too. Yeah, so. those ones were colored differently, so you, you could tell when you started that they weren't 
ones you could move. So it wasn't like, oh, I wasted a throw. So how many dinos did everybody knock off the cliff? Uh, you know, the first time it happened, I did not realize that it was an instant game over. Mm. So uh, I did it again, and then I was like, uh, I'm bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad that the cute little dino didn't realize that he had to land on the ground, so knocking him completely off the stage, big bummer. Yeah, I thought that the aesthetic was cool. The music was very like calming and relaxing. It wasn't too crazy. Um, I did I, the premise was simple enough that I felt like I could I could wrap my head around it, and it gave me room to play with new ideas as far as like um, again trying to knock dinos into other dinos, uh, trying to avoid the poison blocks while uh, figuring out these random configurations. It took the first map. I didn't even realize that you could move the camera. So I solved uh, it without moving the camera. Oh. But, uh, after that it was, I figured that out and it was pretty quick and I was able to shift everything around and then it was, it was pretty smooth sailing and it, the camera angles are pretty smooth as well. Just to be able to look around and get a, a good bird's eye view and check underneath things for hidden ways to shoot, uh, the pillars. Yeah, good physics in this game. Definitely felt very complete. I would play a full-length version of this on a tablet. Definitely. I don't know about you guys. That, that'd be the perfect home for something like this. Yeah, It was weighty when it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the camera angle, being able to adjust it, it did help. And if you hit something at the wrong angle, it wasn't going to you know, do the crazy physics where it would fly up. It would just it would hit it, it would bounce off, and that would be it. So... Good on, good on this dev. Yeah. So that. Uh, so that was, we did. What was it? That was Dino Breakout. Fantastic. And quit backseat uh, hosting here. If you want to <laughs> host, go ahead. Nope. I'm trying to get my train of thought going here. I'm busy watching because Warhammer we played trailers. Trains of thought as the second beta this week. Trains of thought. Oh man! Uh, dare, this... dare I ask Alex to do it, or is he too distracted by the video game awards here? No, it's oh man, train of thought. I, I, uh, I just want to say, man, that game was that was really really fun. Um, train of and trippy. Th- yeah, it it reminded me a lot of um, a lot of those games that I've uh, played the last two years. I can't remember. There was one that was you can you shift gravity. I, I got you. Yeah. So Super Liminal is the game that came to my mind uh, when playing this. There was another one that I played. Uh, I'm going to look it up. You guys keep talking. But it, it, the, the, that game, the game I was thinking about was a game where you look at a wall and you shift gravity so that you're now you're standing on that wall. But you could do that in every direction. So you could just pick a wall and shift the gravity that way. And the yes. puzzles would have to be solved. For sure we played it on this podcast. Yeah. yeah that sounds really familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have a I have a list I could pull it up from, but the, that's where this felt like because train of thought, if there was a ramp up a wall, you could just walk it, and the idea is that you're going from train station to train station, getting on the next train. But to do so, getting on that next train meant walking up a wall, going around a, a tube because the ceiling curved all the way upward. Now you're walking on the ceiling, and finding paths to unlock these switches. And it got very complicated where you would have red and blue switches that would open some doors but close others. And you had to use this gravity shifting power. If you went into a tube, you could walk up the tube and onto the ceiling. So it used it as a, a puzzle mechanic to actually go on the ceiling and start 
flipping switches. And it uh, it got very complicated and very mind-bendy. I, this is one I got stuck in, but I definitely didn't... Like, I spent, I think, like 30 minutes on one puzzle before I said, okay, I've, I've put enough time into this. But I got pretty far. I got near the end. Yeah, and it's not necessarily a linear path that you can take. There's The subway system has three branching paths, a red, a blue, and a green. So I want to ask everybody what path they chose. I went green for most of the way, and then there was a spot where I could switch over to red, and I did the rest through red. I tried to do green, but I didn't figure it out until I hit red, and so I went red. Okay. <laughs> I just ended up on green. I was solving puzzles, and then I would go on to whatever train I found, and it just ended up being, like, green. Well, we suck. <laughs> Alec, did you did you do anything differently? No, I didn't uh, actually take the time to try to get it to work. <laughs> Manifold Gardens. Manifold Gardens. Okay, That's what that sounds familiar. Yep. yep, we played that maybe maybe two years ago, feels like. It was on, it was on my beat list last year. That's what I was making sure. Yeah, it came out last year. Okay. But I think we beta tested that one before it came out. But yes, either way, yes, we did. that was, uh, yeah, another puzzle game that made you rely on using the environment to solve solve your puzzles. So Intense physics and, like, mind-bending, upside-down puzzles. Did you, did you finish this one, Getty? I did not. I got right up to the end, and then I decided that I was going to take a break, and I didn't have a chance to come back to it. But it's... You know what? I really liked it. The music, whenever you'd come near a piano, you yeah. would play, uh, which was eerie, but it was kind of fun at the same time. There was one hallway that I was walking down, and it, the piano music started, so I started to look around for it, and it was on the ceiling. So the the team that built this game, they definitely had a, a creative spark to try and get you to think outside the box. I really appreciate that when... When we get to try games that are a lot different, and I have come to appreciate puzzle games a lot more since joining the podcast uh, 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that I I gravitate. I like puzzle games a lot, but I gravitate to ones that really like it, the, when I start feeling like uh, I st- when I start to get like little mini headaches, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is almost incomprehensible that's where I, i'm like it, it sticks with me and it the they they stay the most memorable and i think that that's kind of how i felt with this one is that in manifold garden and uh the other one we talked about briefly before it just once it once i get it gets its claws into me and i just all of a sudden i'm like oh okay i can't stop but my head is hurting i need to come back to this and uh it kind of makes me addicted so yeah definitely need to get another escape room game on this podcast so that we can all hate each other while shouting over one another. I don't think we've had a good experience like that in a while. Uh, that was, um, that was, uh, trash sailors. No, I was going to say when we played, Viscera uh, cleanup, yeah, Viscera cleanup detail. That too. Uh, Yeah. I don't know how much of a escape room that was. I mean, I kind of wanted to building exercise everywhere. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, when when you went up in the elevator and you're like, it's everywhere. <laughs> Just walk up, doors open. Nope, close the doors. Nope, 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 nope. Don't need to do that. Yeah, Trains of Thought, a very charming game. Uh, definitely check it out if you've got a 
itch to scratch for the puzzles, I can't recommend it enough. So, you know when you're going up the wall and you think for sure that you're going to faceplant? That's how I felt we started this episode, so let's take a break here, try and get things back together nice and tight, and try and finish it strong, guys. Keep it tight. Yeah, let's take a, take a quick break. with the news hey news if i was a real reporter i'd want to give you a big scoop i don't like that mm, too bad <laughs> because this is my show now it's my show which means that we get to talk about the sonic 2 trailer that just dropped tonight like seconds ago yeah seconds ago isn't it weird how they gave knuckles pants they didn't give Knuckles pants. Though Idris Alba <laughs> was the right choice. That guy killed it with that voice. And Jim Carrey is now, he's now looking like uh, Robotnik. Real good. Real good. There's a wacky mustache, man. Yeah. Wacky mustache. It's there. It's full. I mean, they, he had the wacky mustache at the end of Sonic 1. Yes. That, that's what they're saying is that this is like, he escaped that world and now he's back for revenge. Nice. Alex didn't like the origin story. No, and I still don't. But, you know, at least they fi- they fixed that plot hole I had where uh, now it, Tails has not, does not know Sonic. I mean, it didn't hmm. seem like he knew Sonic. It was more of a, like, I know who Sonic is, not I know Sonic himself. That's the way, what I got from the ending. I mean, you can get whatever you want, I guess. Are we spoiling Sonic 1 by talking about the Sonic 2 trailer? I mean, technically, because there's tails now. Indirectly, directly. Ben Schwartz is cool. And we saw it. We saw a chaos emerald. <gasps> that was pretty cool. Ooh. It was cool. That that is confirmed. Chaos emerald. It's big. Wake me up when we get Big the cat. Big the cat. I don't know. That might be a while. That'll be Seth. I, Ro- I don't. That should be Seth Rogen. Yeah. Yeah, you're not I, wrong. I, I f- I feel like we need the dits of the Guardians of the Galaxy phase of the uh, Sonic extended movie universe. Do you remember the second Sonic show that was kind of like that, where they had the bunny that had the the robot arm and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw the one before I saw the goofy, silly one. <laughs> well, if the goofy, silly one was based off of Sonic 2, and mm. then the, that serious one, I think, was based off of Sonic 3, because it ended with them introducing Knuckles, but then they never they never actually did it because the show ended. Oh, see, I thought it was based off the comics. Yes, also that. There's so much content here. Almost like all the content in Grand Theft Auto, they're getting more DLC. Who it's put this on- news in here? It's online, it's online DLC, which they've done before... Um, and it's it's kind of story based. They had in the deal in the online, they've had the characters from the main story in there giving you quests and stuff. So this is just another one where they're including one of the characters from the original story. Also, noted wife beater, Dr. Dre. In the DLC? Yes. He's a quest game. Alright. 
I don't know why that information was pertinent. <laughs> <laughs> He's currently in a lawsuit. It's it's not great. Uh, no. Yeah. All right. So, do, do any of us play GTA? No. I don't uh, know. We no. did for that one I, glorious like two week span. I have oh, played online. all yeah. of them except for four. Yes. Which I hear four I is very good. That. Wow. I know, but it came out during that weird period of time where uh, we were in college, mm-hmm. and I wanted to play it, mm-hmm. but then I didn't have time because school. Yeah. So. But now. Now you got all the time. But now. GTA Five is is released like fifteen times over. So. Yeah. I'll just wait till it comes to PlayStation Five. It's already on PlayStation. It's 5. already on PlayStation. 5. I I don't want to play it again. It was okay. I don't want to do the online stuff either. I wish I wish that online stuff was better. Like like Alex said, we had a, a Dane try it for like two weeks, and the heists were like they're they're tense and exciting, but it's all janky in the way that GTA games are. It's so broke, and, and not even I don't think I think it's worse than that. Like we had like there's a lad. We had yeah. like people disappearing and and like cars being invisible. And this is not when heists just came out. This thing had been out for a while. So one of the mechanics in GTA Five is the heist. So I, I see why they wanted to make that like an online thing. But yeah, if the bugs are that bad, it's really not worth it. Do you know what the coolest part actually of GTA Online for me was? There are these obstacle course and, and racetrack type stuff. But it won't just be like cars and motorcycles. You could do it could like switch to boat and then switch to an airplane and it uh, really wild fun stuff with that. But uh, that's that's what I do with most GTAs. I ignore the story altogether and then just try to cause chaos. Mm. Story is usually pretty interesting, but it can drag. It usually has you driving around way too much. But I digress. All right, so not not the Bowser that works at Nintendo, but other Bowser agrees to a ten million dollar fine for selling Nintendo Switch hacksaws. Uh, I can only imagine that Alec put this in. Nope. Um, I <laughs> wrote it because it's, but last time we talked about it, it's just funny that the guy who got busted was also named Bowser. Yeah, Wait. it's only in here because it's a follow-up. <laughs> but Haxors? Yeah. In- intentionally bad? Okay. W- would you accept intentionally bad? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I, the, the news is just a hot mess. I, I don't know what, what to do with most of these. Uh, Garfield is coming to Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. First, oh, yeah. first new character that they're announcing, Garfield. Not normal. Garfield. No, Nermal's an assist trophy. If if you were looking for some jokes about this, there was already a fake news article, IGN article, about how he is unplayable on Mondays. Nice. And is he also voiced by Chris Pratt? Is that also a joke? Nickelodeon All-Stars does not have voice acting at all. Maybe it should. They'll just Pr- have Chris Pratt do all of the voices. <laughs> now do Garfield. Quick. <laughs> he's do- he's going to do everything else. Isn't he doing Mario? Uh, yes. Well, I mean, he's, I don't. You know, Mario. you know, it's not on here. Uh, they announced that they're going to be doing a Mega Man TV show. Congrats to Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> but they did announce a Mega Man TV show. Okay. Maybe it'll be good. They already did one. They did several. Do you remember the intro song to that? Because I do. Yeah. That that was a. You know what? 
Oh, Super yeah. fighting yeah. robot. Do, do, do. Mega, Mega Man. Man. Yeah. No. That's that's a bop. <laughs> I don't know if you Joel, you in on that? Do you remember that? No, Alec? Mm, no, that's I that's vaguely a big, remember uh, that. And like uh, that's were... getting sent to a lot of people now. Oh yeah. They, There's like that, two it, or three crossover episodes that had Mega Man X in it too, if yep. I recall correctly. Yes, they did. They did that. I, I don't know what it was, but I never encountered any of those video game cartoons or shows growing up. Oh man, you never watched I Captain guess, N? No, oh. I guess I was just part of the super wrong Mario uh, pack, sub- subscriber package. You know, I don't know. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers was super weird. Didn't that yeah, have a it was. porn star? It no. could have. I just remember them I, doing like live action, and they would jump to yeah, like, cartoon stuff, and then other. No, what, just... wasn't Mario a porn star? I, don't I mean, he is laying a lot of pipe all the time. So. Ah, Let's ah. Move. Right, hold on, Joel. I'm getting us out of here, <laughs> Joel. <laughs> no, do you know about Captain N at all, or no? No. So he was a kid who had um, the NES controller as his belt buckle, and he used the zapper mm-hmm. and the power glove as his weapons. Mm-hmm. He had a dog, and he hung out with uh, Zelda and Link, Samus, uh, Kid Icarus, uh, and I th- a, a giant Game Boy. Uh, and there you was took us else. out of this, but you didn't take us anywhere. You took us to your <laughs> fake news article. Yeah, I want to talk about <laughs> Captain N Man and the N Team. If you want to talk about that, we'll make a segment later. But now somebody has to explain why Ubisoft NFT or something. Okay, so <laughs> go for it. Yeah. Uh, this oh, news also needs Simon more Belmont. Structure. Simon Belmont. Um, okay, so uh, Ubisoft put in uh, one of their games that was uh, kind of went nowhere. Um, I'm trying to remember what game it was. I think it was it wasn't Breakpoint, um, but it was one of their games that had kind of came and left. Was it a Ghost Recon? Uh, I think it was Ghost Recon Breakpoint, maybe? Let's try to find where it is. But uh, they, it, they're they trying new things. They're testing out on this community where the game didn't really sell. It's really small. No one's really playing it. So they threw it. Oh, yeah, Ghost Recon. Uh, did it say which one? No. Right. Break, because yeah, there's Breakpoint. like Breakpoint. three of those. Uh, point Break. The idea is that you can now grind gear and get all of this stuff for an NFT that you could, I supposedly, then sell. But there's kind of like a lot of humor to it where they're saying this is not bad for the environment and uh, they have found a way to not make it bad for the environment. But at the same time, they kind of preset this where a month ago they Ubisoft did an announcement that they were like planting trees. And in, in Breakpoint, if you did this extra DLC tree quest... For every tree you planted in game, they would plant a real tree to kind of offset this. Okay, now we're doing NFTs. It's kind of wild. I just want to go plant some trees in that game now. Yeah, you also get tree gear. You can get tree gear uh, loot. But I think that event might be over. Uh, Okay, Hmm. it's time to burn it all down and go back to Atari and paying a quarter per life. It (laughs) would. Everything's getting too complicated. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of complicated, Masahiro Sakurai had an interview, and it looks like the next Smash Brothers will not have a big roster. And whichever one of you guys wrote this seems to believe that he's very tired. Oh man, that guy's that guy's <laughs> tired as hell for sure. He he's been the director of that since Melee, I think. I think Melee. Uh, was they could awesome. cut that roster. Like to a quarter of what it is. 
Yeah, like I, weirdly enough, what I'd love them to do is go back to something close to the originals roster, which was like twelve or so. Make make it back down to where it feels closer to a fighter of some sort, because like Smash Brothers now still works as a fighter for how they handle it, but also there are so many different characters that there isn't this sort of like clean cuts uh, strengths and weaknesses and things like that so i i wouldn't mind seeing them go to that minimalist idea but i don't know i don't know when we'll see a new one anyway it's probably gonna be a while in the switch pro yeah yeah i'm sure that that is a thing that will come out (laughs) not ever so uh let's see i'm not sure if i'm gonna pronounce this name correctly but masayuki Urema, close enough. The NES and SNES lead architect passed away. That was earlier this week. That was real sad. Was... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just uh, yeah, people who uh, helped build stuff that you know shaped us as a kid. Time marching on, right? I mean, it's a, it's yeah. <laughs> wow, it's, it's a real <laughs> depressed right now. It's You're passing, older it's a... than you've ever been. Yeah, it's kind of a passing of the guard a little bit where it's just, you know, okay, you, you've been, you, you you brought us some of the stuff that has been in our childhood forever, and it's just uh, the time, you know? just Right. The, the cool thing about Nintendo, and you see it in, like, in Sony, too, but, like, you can tell that the newer people working on games and stuff have a reverence for the originals, because even, like, uh, think of Origami Kane or uh, Super Mario Dal- uh odyssey like mm. it is so self-referential and homaging all of its history so I, I think that is kind of the cool stuff legacy wise that comes down from people who do this stuff at the beginning yeah and I, th- and I think i think it's in good hands knowing that that there are these throwbacks that people are referencing all of this old stuff and kind of moving forward with with what seems like uh obvious love right and obvious care for what was important back then Yep. Okay. We should pour one out. Alex, you got any non-alcoholic beer you can pour on your desk? Plenty. In front of you? No. All I have oh, okay. is this vitamin water, triple X. How much is left in there? Enough that I can pour it on the desk for the homies. Or your pants. One or oh, the other. Okay. Nobody's going to be able to see your pants anyway, so. 50 Cent already has my money. It's fine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> vitamin water is his brand. Is it Really? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I don't know if it anymore. When it came out, it was. When it was big, yes. Early investor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Talk about next investing. piece of news. Halo Infinite reportedly was cut down from an original size, close to Breath of the Wild. Hmm. I don't know. Th- think about how big. That hold map would hold be. on a second. <laughs> You're going to tell me that Halo, which after the first couple of games has historically gotten shorter and shorter as they try and condense everything was going to be the size of Breath of the Wild? I mean, don't get me wrong. You could explore the heck out of that world, but was there anything to do necessarily in the latter Halo games? I didn't play any of them. Uh, This new campaign is supposed to be like a more open-world-ish kind of environment, right? I remember getting my hands on Halo 4 when we were in college and playing it and being like, wow, this is a really big open environment. 
but there was nothing to do in said environment. Mm. So you could like fly back and forth from crazy amounts of uh, space on the maps. Uh, DZAC and I played it a couple of times over at the apartment, but there was like no quests, nothing telling me that I had to go to a certain area, so it wasn't necessarily as exciting to explore it. Hmm. So I think that, I think I, that from my understanding, they've done a really good job of the current Halo map. The, from my understanding with this, also with this new story, is that they had so many people switching hands. People would come into the project and then leave. The company had constant like turnover it's been going on for a while. So, <clears throat> because of the constant turnover, when people would come in, there wasn't a there wasn't a really good way to pass on the current knowledge base of what was already done. A lot of restarts. I think they have restarted this game at least once. So, okay, well, it'll be mind. interesting. Has anybody installed it yet? I know that three of us have Game Pass. Uh, I have not played the campaign. I've been playing multiplayer since that came out. And you're already battle rank 100? What's a battle rank? He's, he's diamond tier and he's already capped out the battle pass. Joel I Ask thought it. diamond tier was the, a Call of Duty thing. Joel, ask it. Those, those words are arranged in a way that make no sense to me. What's a battle pass? Thank you. We Somebody needed to ask that. Didn't we have a segment on what a battle pass was? I don't think that was recorded. I think that was just Joel ranting. How dare you, Joel? I, I'm mostly talking into the wall anyway. It's all right. Yeah. So I installed it earlier today, but I have not had an opportunity to really play it. So, If you guys I, want to help me beat Halo 1, by I'm halfway done. Uh, only one other person. Halo 1 is only two-player. When you say help you beat it, do you mean you'll just sit there on your Switch and make me play it on your PC? No, uh, it means that you will join me and I will follow you because I'm going to keep saying, oh, this is still going. Okay. Cool. I'll follow and shoot a shoot. (laughs) Cool. There's no aim. A couple of games that we played on the podcast were released this week. So Wolfstride over on Steam came out on 12.8. And then if you are watching us live, Witchwood was released today on 12.9. Both well-received by the Super GG podcast. Definitely check them out. Both of them, I believe, reasonably priced. Did anybody... I know Wolfstride is uh, 10% off right now. Anybody check Wolf... Or Witchwood? I think it's 10% off, so let me take a Witchwood. It's definitely in my... Yeah, 10%. Queue. So that puts it at... You know, both of them under $20, so definitely worth checking out. I personally recommend Wolfstride... Uh, Witchwood was also fun. A lot of story there. So check those out. If you don't want to pay for games, we got freebies here. We got Anno 1404 History Edition over on the Ubisoft store. Turtle Love 2 Still Lovin'. Um, I, I'm dreading just clicking on this. That's itch.io. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is... um. This looks like an ASCII game. If you (laughs) want to check out Godfall Challenger Edition and Prisons Architect, it's over on the Epic Games Store for free. And then the Call of Juarez Gunslinger is free on Steam. So freebies, freebies, freebies. Lots of freebies. I I hope that's what people watch us for or listen to us, just so they can know what's free. 
in the truth, podcast is free. Yeah, in truth, that's the only reason I stick around from week to week, so that I remember to open the Epic Game Store and get my free games. I should do that right. Otherwise, now. I'd forget. So thank you, whoever put that together. So yeah, all this talk of scoops makes me real hungry, guys. I'm gonna grab some ice cream, and then we can BRB. Take a break. with the backlog blog where we play games where you get a gun that shoots swords and then those swords explode <laughs> i they wish really i was went everywhere with those games that they, they did all right so what i brought to the table this week was tiny tina's assault on dragon keep it was standalone one-shot adventure released uh, on multiple platforms but it was free on the epic game store and i haven't played it in five i want to say five years so it felt like the right time to come back and check it out before the new tiny tina bunkers and badasses game comes out whatever that whatever it's called (gasps) okay so you guys i believe most of you have played borderlands we played borderlands one i'm trying to get joel back into borderlands two we should do a we should just all play it together stream it well, well, I mean, I'm you also sure remember we that, all that's also somewhere. got a backlog. Uh, we were supposed to play Severed together. I just remember that. Yeah. Sundered. Sundered. Just just add it to the pile. Just Severed. add it to the shameful pile of stuff that we were supposed to do but haven't done. Severed was drink box. Where's the Trello board? God. Uh, okay, hold on. I'm updating the Trello board. <laughs> oh, my God. He's actually going to do it. It's going to stress me out. So, uh... <laughs> If you've played Borderlands, you you more or less get the gist of it. Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep was released as an expansion for Borderlands 2 back in the day. And uh, it the premise of it is that all of the main characters from the first game sit down and it's, it's time to play Dungeons & Dragons. So uh, it has that goofy kind of humor of Borderlands where everybody's just irreverent. Uh, they are there to shoot stuff and and kill but it has the dungeons and dragons twist to it so it it feels different from your normal borderlands experience so for example you'll get a quest and the quest will be like uh tiny tina's the host she's the game master and she's scatterbrained she's all over the place so she'll be like you gotta shoot down a blimp like, okay, I'll, I'll shoot down the blimp. So you shoot it down, and then it's like, oh, that was the city's only means of defense. And you see, like, the, the blimp going down, and people are like, ah! Uh, trying to save themselves, jumping from it. it. Just terrible humor like that. And then, of course, all the guns have their own Dungeons & Dragons theme. Uh, the shotgun that I had literally shot six swords out and then the swords would make smaller swords and then those swords would explode (laughs) making it so overpowered but so funny to watch like a shotgun that shoots swords there was one in borderlands 3 i think that it just shot other guns that also had like 
ranked tier so you could shoot a bunch of guns that were purple in quality. Yeah, that was that was a gun that Steve would chase me around with and shoot it and it would just be loot central. I I appreciate how looney tunes this all sounds. Like that that kind of madcap like shoot a gun and bang comes out instead of an actual bullet type stuff. And that's what I was Have saying, Joel, is that you played Enter Borderlands 1, that was the serious one. Mm. Like, Bo- okay. yeah, Bo- All right. Borderlands 1 was the serious one. So, you, uh, the thing that doesn't, it doesn't really set it apart from the other games in the the style of the characters, because they're the characters that you would have in Borderlands 2. Um, so I'm hoping that with the new game that they're releasing this next year, they're going to be able to do, because it's a standalone, more stuff like this, where it's centralized around Dungeons & Dragons, but at the same time, the characters will have different abilities. Because in this one, it's still like, you have the soldier who can summon a turret. You have the the mechromancer who summons a robot that fights alongside you. But it they still diversify it a little bit by switching up the weapons. And the context, the story, anytime that you jump into one of the Borderlands expansions, it feels like a different addition to the story. It never feels like it's a repetition, so that's what it does well. Now, Can we go back to the Mechromancer? I'm trying to figure out (laughs) if this is a wizard or a bard. It's neither. This is like one of the classes in Borderlands 2. It's like an engineer. Expansion, yeah. But but, but Mechromancer, like, are they bringing back dead mechs or are they trying to make love to the mechs? (sighs) They are summoning... Both? A mech, both, that both. fights alongside them. Which so, for the name Mechrophile? Ooh, no, that, no, this is no. this is so bad. <laughs> this is awful. I didn't want the, the conversation to go this way, but of course, somehow it always does. <laughs> always does. So I, I recommend if you guys did happen to pick it up when it was free on the Epic Game Store, uh, giving it a go because it's a standalone expansion. You don't need the base game to play it. I think um, everywhere else now has this. So if you're looking to wet your teeth or break your teeth on some Borderlands, this is this is where you do it. It's quick. It's only a couple hours long. Uh, the story's funny, if not somehow touching and heartwarming. Doesn't it have a lot to do with like Tiny Tina dealing with grief? Yes. Okay. That's hmm. that's one of the things that you have to play the original game to understand a little bit more about it, or at least Borderlands 2, but it is a good conclusion. It's fun. Like I said, guns that shoot guns. Swords. One of the grenades is a magic missile. There so, you go. What, what, what can I say? It's, it's just different enough. It makes it a little fun. Fantastic. Yep, and then uh, I guess somehow, coincidentally, everybody played Dicey Dungeon? Since we're on the dungeon theme here. I have been... uh, I'd like to have at least one game I'm kind of picking at, and I've been trying to figure out what my next one is. 100 games that he picks at, folks. Well, I, I like to have one that I'm constantly ongoing with, and since I have beaten... Never stop sneaking, and I started trying to do Hades, which I just really wasn't vibing with Hades, and I kind of found I only had I had my own 
problems with that game. Not, it's, it's still a great game, and it's still my game of the year of last year, but I just... Uh, I thought Loop Hero was your picking away at game. Uh, that is uh, for work, during work. Ah, okay, so you have a separate game that you pick away at while you're at work, and then you have Dicey Dungeon. Alex, what is Dicey Dungeon? Dicey Dungeon is a rogue-style game where you have you travel these little maps with a uh, class style character, a warrior. What's your uh, character look like? He looks like a dice. Yeah, well, a six-sided yeah. dice. Yeah. Can we point out that the singular form of dice is it's die? Die. die. Uh, it's worth noting. And then no. you, you get abilities per class that uh, you will roll dice with. You roll a set of dice, and then you input the dice. So, like, you'll have a, a sword attack, but it can only take five or less die, like the number on the die. So you would take a five, put that in there, and it'll do five damage or four damage, but it can only do a maximum of five. Or there are some abilities that only do even. You They only can use even die. So you had to put the number in there that was even. And so you have to take the dice you roll and input them into different abilities, and there are other further mechanics, like if you are the robot class, the die you roll, you only get a fine, you have a meter, and whatever numbers you're rolling will fill up the meter. And if you fill it up exactly, you get bonus abilities. Or if you overfill the meter with your die roll, all your abilities will just completely glitch out and not work. Yeah. So now something I really liked about it was like one of the fun ones was bump. It adds plus one to a die. Did you try yep. to bump a six? I think I did, yeah. It yeah. did not work. It did. It gives you an extra one it gives on you another one. die. Oh, yeah. okay. Really? It drops yep. another die that's a one. And if you do uh, the repeat the next action on a bump, it gives you another one of those dice, that, another die that you just created. Oh, so you can stack them. You can yeah, stack there's... them. The mechanics are really weird in the way they interact. It, it's intuitive, but not both all at the same time. Because if you bump a six, well, you can't go higher than a six on a d6. So what do you do? I didn't carry the one. one. I did find that you like because you have limit breaks. Limit breaks are a yes. special meter that fill up when the more you get hit. And I had one uh, as the warrior that was that was pretty powerful. I think you just do like a really big bonus damage attack. I think it was doubles damage. I think so. A doubles damage. Yeah. Um, and I had a six, so I did an attack with that with my limit break, and then I hit repeat the last action. So I end up ah. uh, one shotting an enemy. That was one nice. of the few times that I finished. I finished. I've gone through every time. The each class has what six chapters mm -hmm. but you can only you, after you complete like chapter one or go through chapter one they say you can't go further into the chapters until you uh, play with other classes yep yeah and right uh so the warrior was the only one i actually completed i completed that full chapter and then went with the rogue and uh lost and then it opened up the robot and all the other ones so i <laughs> i liked play my first playthrough with the rogue so the rogue special ability is that, uh, on the first one, is that you temporarily have access to an opponent's move. And I was playing the, I was fighting the alchemist, which has different potions, and I was, they had one that turns you into a bear. Yeah. 
I was like, oh, okay, I'll be a bear for this fight. Nope, I was a bear for the whole run. Yep, not just the fight. <laughs> that did pretty well for me, though, being the bear. Oh, yeah, the bear was great. I won that one. Uh, Joel, did you uh, did you spend a lot of time with Dicey Dungeons at all? So I actually, I picked this up pretty early when I came out on, on Game Pass here. I did not finish a like whole set of episodes for any of the, the dice. I did complete at least one for each. Uh, I enjoyed quite a bit. I actually found myself making an effort to get on to this game and, and squeeze in a few rounds in between like doing chores or spending time with the kids. And it, it what really is good about it outside of playing as the warrior <laughs> is that the, I, I, the warrior is a nice, like standard fare, no must, no fuss thing, but it's, it's dull. Right, because it's too straightforward. Uh, like the random variability of the dice rolls, I understand naturally adds randomness to it. But each of these additional characters having their unique abilities or gameplay function, it just makes it a lot more interesting. Like the robot, the robot's whole like meter that you have to sort of guesstimate how many times you can do it. It, it adds a sort of fun like blackjack kind of yep feeling to Thank it, you for right? Because it's like. I'm I'm gonna dare myself to try to hit the the twenty one. Sometimes you just have to play it safe too, and the number of abilities that you can get for the characters or the the equipment, it mm -hmm. it adds that spice to it, and it gets more difficult. Like truly, Joel, I I want you to stick with this because it gets yeah. tough the further you get into the stories. Yeah, th this is for me. It's this perfect kind of like pick up and, and put down game. So it, it makes it a lot easier for me to say like it's going to be in for the long haul because it's easy enough to get into regular rotation that way. Uh, did anybody else play The Witch at all? Yep, play, played The Witch, which was also fun to do and break the mechanics. <laughs> right. Right. Does the, her whole mechanic is that there's like a spells list or something like that right where each die number is a different spell slot yep. and then you had to roll that dice and apply that die to the number and then to bring it onto your playing field so that you can then use the ability moving forward uh and then you collect different moves while going along for like treasure chests or buying them now what's really fun is i had one that anytime i put an even number in a die or in, a, in equipment, it gave me another die for the rest mm -hmm. of the yes. battle. Yep. So I would keep using that, and I would, like, rack up seven dice in a single battle. And so I would use three of them, and then I would start popping out new equipment from her prepared spells. Yes. And they were instantly available. Right. Yeah, you're right. The... The beauty of this game is when you can break it or learn how to play the systems against each other just right to where you're just chaining damage after damage after damage or you're inflicting stat attributes like uh, burn. So if you burn your enemy, it'll then cause a flame to go around one of their next dice is drawn and then they have to take damage in order to use it. Uh, there's also a freeze function and I think a blinding one similarly, but there's just, there's so much to consider, but then like, as you're playing a run and you're getting the right pieces together, you can quickly see like, holy shit, I'm going to be a, a, a freight train and just knock all these people out. Uh, and it feels really satisfying because of that. Yeah. 
Now, plus I, I also like the there's like a game show motif the whole way where it's like an announcer, and yeah. uh, they're just like, "Oh, I got to go to this next game show. Let's go!" And like you get whatever you want, and and, and like, but you're not really gonna get it. Like they keep saying that they're like, "Oh, what do you want?" <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. But let's keep let's play anyways, and it's. it's it's a little. It's pretty funny there. I loved Lady Luck. She was fantastic, and She's also mean, kind of yes. a jerk. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yes, that's Lady Luck. <laughs> it's fine. It's all fine until you roll all ones, and then you realize that your abilities are all even, <laughs> or you do, min slot four. an even slot, uh, slot an even die into the. Yeah, no, it's okay. This is a lot of fun, and yeah, the runs are pretty short. Uh, difficulty does progress with you as you go through the stories. So, for the what is it, the warrior, the generic fighter class, Alex, I'm sure he can tell you too. In one of them, whenever you level up, you lose HP. That was a, a kick in the teeth. Oh, which one is that? Yep. And then they're the last one, I think it's level five before the bonus episode. All of the abilities are different on the gear. And that is messing with me so much because I'm like, <laughs> normally I can use this and it, it's this way, but it also shuffles the skills. So you think that your skill is going to do the double attack or the repeat action when you use the limit break, but it doesn't, it does something different. Like it, it expends the ability that you used. It still does it twice, but you can't use that ability the next turn. Oh, so hmm. it really messes with you as you go on the harder path. It's still fun. It's still a pain in the ass. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it, yeah, it's just again. I have it on the Switch. It's just easy pick up and play. I like you said, I play a couple rounds and then kind of walk away. So I, I really like Dicey Dungeons as well. So I'm thinking I'm going to probably keep picking away at that one. Do it. Now, what's the definition of beating Dicey Dungeons to add it to the beat list? Every time you beat an episode, it's a beat. Nice. I, I don't mm. think that's how it works. I, I'm <laughs> like 100% sure that's not how it works. <laughs> Going for credits. Going for credits. Yeah. But I mean, if you want to do the episode thing, I'm, I'm just going to have to add like 12 if if we're going for credits, I'm going to add like 17 for near automata. That's it. Say so we're we're hope you were hoping that you wouldn't go through the effort of listening each one out, Daddy, because we have the sheer will to just force it. Through. I don't have any will left in me, and that's why we're going to end the episode uh, shortly. I mean, right. again, if you Getty had like was like 10 ahead of us on the beat list, then he's like, I'm going to put my H games on here, and then he's like 40 ahead of us now. Yep. H games are games too, guys. It has it in the I, name. <laughs> I, I don't want to know what the definition of beating it is. Nope. Continue. Uh, no, no, get us out of here. Come on. All right. Get us so out of here. Now we're at the portion of the show where we say one last thing. And as the original host of the podcast likes to say, uh, one last thing where we tell you. I need to switch this so that it's more Getty themed. There we go. So uh, let's see. One last thing where you, the listener, is going to hear something exciting that us, the hosts, want to do this weekend. I don't know. That needs some workshopping. I can't do the there. Alex thing because that's yours. Yeah. I got I to gotta find my way here. All right. You could say, one. what about a final tweet? 
what would be your what would be your your tweet of the week for you? See, that's the kind of branding stuff that we have to talk about. This this is a good <laughs> uh, yeah. One last tweet. Okay. So imagine that your Twitter is shut off at midnight tonight. What's the last thing that you're gonna tell everybody? All right. So if if that's the case, uh, no. I don't like that now because I don't have to make it video game related and we want it, want it, want it to be video game related. Okay. Uh, so yeah, for me this week, my one last thing that is going to help the listeners go into their weekday and us go into the weekend will be, I will be at C2E2 Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I will try and creep on some voice actors. Definitely going to check out the, my hero academia panel and also the Expanse panel on Friday. So if you see me, uh, don't say hi to me, because I n- won't know who you are. <laughs> Alex? Um, I'm in a real deep succession hole. <laughs> if you guys have ever seen Succession, man. I have not. Those, nope. It's just a rich family constantly fighting about how to, trying to take, like, hostile takeover each other, and they're all part of the same company just constantly trying to hostile take over each other and it's real brutal and uh kind of deep in that rabbit hole right now and i just can't get out because it's still real it's kind of funny but it's also just really mean and cruel and horrible people so i kind of love it all right joel I know you guys weren't watching the Dame Awards just now, but it was announced that they are doing a super mario brothers tie-in movie a game to the movie but not the animated one, the original one from the uh, 1980s. Are you serious? No. Damn it, I'm gullible. <laughs> I know that you're trolling me, but I got real excited there yeah, for a second. Yeah, I was so excited. I'm, <laughs> I'm still watching the Game Awards, and I'm like, that didn't happen at all. Yeah. And thank you for silently being complicit. Yeah, and I was letting you go. I was letting you enjoy yourself. That's it. I'm going to make it the, my point to troll Joel on Twitter <laughs> all weekend. Don't trust the troll troll. Rushed. Don't don't trust the Joel troll. There we go. <laughs> Episode right. Yeah. Alec. Man, my Saturday is gonna be so eighties. I'm doing a roller skating birthday party and then Dungeons and Dragons. Like you don't get more eighties than that. Oh, I love roller skating. Yeah, roller skating. Yeah. Do you guys still have state ranks? Yeah. Yes. Yes. There's one in Aurora okay. and one in Lombard. Yeah, we used to live like around the corner from one we used to go quite a bit. There's one near here too that we usually we were going to see the roller derby before yeah. before COVID hit. So I'm hoping that someday we'll be able to go back and watch some people full body check themselves into the ground. They're I, starting back up. The one over in Lombard has a male roller derby team. All right. I used to teach kinder care, and we went to uh, we went to go roller skating with the kids and i definitely remember getting uh, a child flying at me and since he was so tiny it was just i went full horizontal mid-air because i got knocked out from this kid Uh, in air full body slam and it was it was brutal those are the stories we need on the podcast there you go all right uh a couple quick things here we have our game of the year lists. Alex is dropping them Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. This last week, if memory serves correctly, we had Alex from Gaming Fix bringing us the best animes of this year. 
We had Pat from Gaming Fix bringing us the best racing games this year. Uh, am I forgetting anybody, Alex? No, that's what is currently uh, live as of this recording, uh, since this will be... Uh... Yeah, what do we have dropping tomorrow, which for the listeners will already be out? Um, it will be August from Bread Radio, who guested on our podcast uh, okay. uh, this year. All right, that's a regular game list. It's not top five anything uh, else. I'm actually checking right now because I'm, I'm not sure if he how he formatted his, whether it was like best animes. Um, no, yep, this is a game of the year. A regular game of the year. So keep an eye out. We're going to be dropping those until the end of the year. Uh, of course, the hosts of this podcast will be closer to the end, but everybody should give those a quick read. There's a lot of cool stuff that happened this year, a lot of great games, uh, and we wouldn't want to miss the opportunity for you to check them out. And then I guess that'll be it for this week's Super GG Radio, where you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash superggradio where Sundays we still got Alex streaming, Mondays sometimes Alex streams, Tuesdays and Saturdays are Joel in his domain, and then on Thursdays we have our podcast, which maybe you're watching us right now, or maybe you're not, which is fine. It's all fine. Whether you like us or not, we're here, and we will continue to talk even if you're not listening. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com and provide us a review on iTunes or the backseat podcast host of your choice. Alex, lift your shirt up so I can write on you. And thank you for listening. GG, Alex. GG, Getty. Good game, Joel. Good game. GG, Alec. GG, Getty. Good night, everybody. Oh, baby,